Hello. Hey-o. Hey-o. Welcome. Fresher and Parlance show. I'm Fresher. I'm Parlance. And we're starting the show. Yeah, this is episode number 14. The good old lucky 14. Lucky 14. Is that even oh. a lucky number? Isn't that an unlucky number? No, 13 is an unlucky number. Oh, we'll pass. Yeah, yeah. But, Jeremy, I want to wish you a happy cleavage day. Thanks, I know. I just clicked on some side link that attracted my attention about I wonder, it. I wonder what attracted your attention. <laughs> what possibly could have attracted your attention to a cleavage? They listed top 50, but, I mean, I thought that the bottom ones were actually better. Their top, top picks were not the best. So, here's the thing. I think much like Mother's Day, Father's Day, wedding anniversary, where we express our love to individuals on a given day, I think this, that should be the same as cleavage. You should just love cleavage every day. It shouldn't I just know, listen. I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is certainly interesting, cleavage. I mean, everybody, everybody loves it. Yeah, I, well, I don't know yeah, if everybody I, loves it. For, you know, breast cancer awareness or something, too, so it's, it's a good thing. Is that what it's for? Is that what cleavage I day think so. It has, like, the, it's, it's the purple ribbon, right? Or no, not purple. Pink. The pink one, pink. Yeah, pink was Have breast cancer. Have you ever cancer. looked at, like, the ribbon chart? There's a lot of official ribbons. There's like 50 of them, and there's like really weird patterns. I thought about making my own official ribbon for a while. We should make a Fresher and Parlance ribbon. Oh, we should. That's a good idea. That could be on our merch, in our merch. It could. Speaking of, we set up a Twitter account, so uh, everyone can come and um, tweet at us. It, it's Fresh and Par. Yeah, do you know who Manwolf is? <laughs> what? No. Who's that? I don't know. He's... He's asked us to promote his podcast. Oh. Yeah, all right. Where? On the comments thing? Yeah. I I re-listened to some of our shows because uh, I probably should more. But, uh, (laughs) like, it is pretty funny how much we just talk about stuff, like setting stuff up on the show on the show. Oh, I know, yeah, because we, that's our, I mean, that's, yeah. Because we only, yeah, we own it because we only talk about the, uh, doing stuff on the show while on the show. That this our pre- it's our prep time and yeah, our show. It is our prep time. It's and like our, and our future planning all happens live. Yeah, my uh, total commitment is pretty much just uh, the hour that we're on and <laughs> an hour of watching the movie that we're supposed to. <laughs> oh yeah, our ribbon could be a log background. That's a good idea, Graham. <laughs> so. A black and white log. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I know it's a, it's a combo, you know. Oh, okay. It's it's that's Jared. I will I will push your podcast, Jared. I do push your podcast every week. I push your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the um, and we'll we'll get to it organically because I feel like we have uh. We I know. Have I some... like how you're pushing it back. Like I know we're talking about getting to it, but we're gonna get to it organically. Yeah, I'm gonna tease it. I'm gonna tease it. I'm gonna promote a podcast at some point tonight, and you're gonna want to <laughs> listen to that. Everyone, hold on. <laughs> listen for it. <laughs> Tweet us when you hear it, and uh, we probably won't give you a prize. Uh. <laughs> so let's get right into it. How was your week, Mr. Fresher? My week was all right. I was going to note that uh, there's not really anything notable, so that was my note. I set up the Twitter account. That was a thing. That is a huge thing. And, it, by the way, that requires so little effort on our part. Yeah. Oh, also, people can uh, mail us 
at um, fresher at fresherandparlance.com and parlance at fresherandparlance.com. Yes, we have uh, email accounts now. This is get we're getting more and more official every yeah, week. Yeah, I know. Even though yeah. it's been taking like way long. I mean, way long, right? <laughs> or instead of emailing us for the five people who actually watch this thing, you can just talk to us. Yeah, just, like, I mean that's you. Yeah. Um, but uh, so that's it. The Twitter thing that's, I think is exciting. Yeah. yeah I I, so if I had the page open now, you could tweet and ask questions. But we have this whole comment thing going on, so that's cool. Yeah, but in the future, if you watch uh, the program in like you know the past tense or on uh, on YouTube, you could always just push your comments you know to yeah. the Twitter account and itself. Haven't officially promoted it as a uh, slogan yet, but we had there has been word of hashtag Fap Time. Yeah, it's Fap Time. Uh, yeah, Fap Time. I think that that might get a lot of other. I mean, I like how it could be used for other things, so we could get in like some mix up there, but. Oh yeah, I agree. Fat time. You know I mean, it's not like totally unique, so we I can like it. Cross cross promotion with uh, stuff. Although, do I want to be do do we want to be associated? I think we do want to be associated with what's being you know on. Fat I mean, time. any publicity is good publicity, right? Right, and you know, and on cleavage day, I feel like it's appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> so tweet us it fresher and fresh and par hashtag fat time hashtag fat time yeah. Um, so that's it. That's all you got is Twitter. That's all you got for me. Yeah, all I got. That's all I got. Well, I let me tell you, I got a lot of things on the docket today. I got a couple things that are really firing me up. I was fired up this week, Jeremy. Fired I know. You're up. Talking about it nonstop. Nonstop. But I'm not, I'm gonna hold off on that because I want to talk about a couple other things. So I've i you know I've been a reading I've been in a reading zone, right? I've been reading book a book a week. So this I is know the you first... gotta get your 40, 46 in. I know. So this is my uh, this is the first week where I'm on air where I haven't read a novel in between episodes. So I don't have any updates on novels, but I have been I I, I kind of went into a media consumption binge, and uh, I I have watched so much stuff. So I have a couple interesting. Uh, <laughs> someone just someone's like I tweeted you about cleavage. Um, so, uh, so anyway, uh, totally derailed me here. I watched the <laughs> original French show, just like the, the original ad did to me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so I watched the original French series of The Returned. Okay. Oh yeah, I had wanted to check that out too. I'm on the second to last episode, so I'm very close to finishing the series, and then or whatever, finishing what's available, and then also the American version, The Resurrection, because I wanted to kind of get all the kind of all my you know, cross my T's and dot my I's so I could come on here and, and talk about the differences, even though, you know, the American show is only like three episodes in or whatever, or two episodes in. So here's my assessment. If you're going to watch a show where dead people come back to life that are not wait, zombies... Wait, Hold on, hold on. Huh. They're doing an American remake? Yes. It's called The, Re the Resurrection, or Resurrection. Oh. All right, we'll continue. Well, do you have any other other questions? No, that's it. I was busy logging into Twitter. Uh, well, here's the thing. We have there's a question. We already have Manwolf six one six says I have a question and I'm drunk. Is the question that you're drunk and I'm supposed to guess that you're drunk or are you not drunk? Because maybe you aren't drunk. Maybe that's the question. What's the question? Well, I'm gonna say that he's not drunk if that's a question. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, anyway, so here's the thing. The returned. 
okay, is the soundtrack is by Mogwai, who's this, you know, pretty well-known indie band. Um, but it's, it's first off, it's French, so you've got to pay attention because it's subtitled, which is not, doesn't always, like, behoove my viewing habits because I get split attention sometimes. Yeah. But uh, it's, the, it's very moody. It's slow. It's well-paced. The acting is good. And apparently in French, by the way, in French TV, apparently you could show Dong. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, and, they, they do, like, Dong. just in their ads and stuff. That's class, classic France. But no, they show dong in... They show penis in ads? I think so, right? It's France. So anyway, there's dongs, and there's boobs. I don't know, there may be French curse words, I'm not sure, because, I, you know, they, that the translation may not be one-to-one. Is there even any... Do they have any words you can't say on TV in France? Probably just English. Right. You probably can't... Yeah, they, knowing how kind of uh, anti-religion like, uh, they are, you probably can't speak anything but, anything but Jesus. Um, so speaking of which, so the, the plot of the French show is it's a small country town that has a dam, and there are... Uh, just people start coming back to life. So the, the first episode starts with kind of like a bus crashing and people dying, uh, like a bunch of kids dying, and then the episode starts kind of, like, unfolding, and then people start coming back. So, like, coming back. And they haven't aged, and, you know, there's various different, um, you know, it wasn't all in one period of time. It's been, like, over the course of, like, 35 years where, uh, you know, but various so this people... this is the French one, right? This is the French one. It's very well-paced. Now, the American one is almost the same... But there's no mood at all. There is no mood. You don't feel eerie. You don't feel scary. You don't feel like huh. anything weird is happening. It's so Omar Epps is in it. I don't know if you know him. Do you ever watch House? I, I don't know who that is. Watch which? Uh, uh, what the House? Oh yeah, no, I, I don't watch House. Well, it's not. All I've ever seen on House is anal bleeding because that's okay. what always happens. Okay, first off, that's not true. But secondly... On, like, um, the two episodes that I saw part of, that was always, like, the thing that they went to that happened. Um, well, so the American show is starring Omar Epps and then a bunch of people... Oh, uh, the father from um, uh, the Stat 70 show. You know that guy? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's in it. His kid comes back after, like, being dead for 35 years. And then... Crazy. Yeah. So this guy, Omar Epps plays like a, um, uh, like a... They don't have a twin thing? The, not, the, not yet. They've only revealed two resurrections. Oh, yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe there's going to be more coming or whatever. I bet the American one, it's going to be like The Office, where it's just going to go forever, where the French one just ended after a couple episodes. Well, here's the thing. The French one had one series, but I just saw, because I saw, I was happened to be flipping through, and I saw an M- NME, you know, that New Music Express, the Brit magazine... Maybe. They, well, it's like a whatever. Anyway, they promoted that Mogwai signed on to do music for the second season of the French show. So well, that means, cool. yeah. So that means I thought that it kind of wrapped up, but I guess it doesn't. So we have to look forward to this. I guess it airs on Sundance, so we can probably watch that there. Um, cool. So Wait, is that a channel that like is on cable? Yeah, I think Sundance Channel. Yeah. Cool. Um. So, the the American show is just talky, talky, talky. 
you know, not a lot of, it's like there's some mystery. They kind of they kind of make uh, homages to the French show in a very kind of backhanded way because in the French show the people who come back are always hungry. Oh, really? Then, yeah, and like That's the first, cool. and then in the first the first episode the kid comes back he wakes up in another country. That's one difference. In the show in in the French show they come back to the same city after many years. In this one the main kid comes shows up in like China, and he's from like some town in like Indiana. So it's just totally random where they come up. Yeah, well, in the American show, and so Omar Epps plays like a, a custodial guy, like, not a custodial guy, but a guy who takes, he works for, I guess, immigration or whatever, and just shepherds people back and forth from country to country when need be. He just handles people. Yeah. He, he has a, ba- a backstory, like he's a former detective, and he stays, he finds out that this kid is dead, genetic, te- like, there's genetic testing, and blah, 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 blah. They just really... They took the, They didn't take the mystery out of it per se because we don't know why the people have come back, but they just Americanize it. I so here's my opinion: you can watch the American show with the caveat that the French show is is a much better production. So I believe it. I mean, it's France. Yeah, well, not everything French. You know what they say: the best thing, the best thing that the French are good at is quitting. And studying Americans, so that's like you know that's their thing in in, in um, academia. Like all the French do is study what America does. So, huh, interesting. So here I have a question on the board here. This is good. What's the deal with with the eye patch? I need a detailed explanation. And I'm Ooh, drunk. Wait, where's that? It's right here. I have it. I just pulled it up. Well, so pressure. What's the deal with I... the eye patch? Just put it on because it was the best one in the Google Toolbox thing, and I kept using it because, you know, why not? Yeah. So Manwolf six one six. I don't That's know if you know this. Much... Yeah, I don't think he understands. But there's a there's an ability to do a whole bunch of manipulation to the image, just based on some Google presettings. Yeah, and... they're not. I mean, I could like put on a crown or something. That's not as yeah, cool. It's just right? not as cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, the Halo. I don't know. Diapatch yeah, is just by far the best one. The dog face. Not as cool. I, the, I like the dog face with the eye patch, actually. <laughs> Combo. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Technology. Yeah. Uh. That's, like, that's like $10 million of Google tech right there. <laughs> I know, right? I, I was toying with the monocle. The eye patch and monocle. That's Whoa, it. the, the eye patchicle. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, it's just something a little different, you know, throwing it in there, mixing yeah. it up. Every, and by the way, it's a merchandising opportunity. I don't know if you know that, but we're going to have a whole line uh, potentially matching to uh, the, the custom ribbons we make for the, the Fresher and Parland show. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, you gotta ha- you got to have a shtick. It's my yeah. shtick. Yeah, if you don't have a shtick, that's it. you got nothing left. You're just, yeah, uh, yeah you got to have a shtick. Even Siskel and Ebert, man, they had a shtick. Thumbs up or whatever, two thumbs up. Everyone has a shtick. <laughs> Their shtick is thumb. I guess it's true because they're totally like this or whatever. We talked about they did. They said, are you giving it two thumbs up? That's where it comes from. That's Siskel and Ebert. Were they the first ones, though? I don't think so. They just they like... They were the first. They were the first. They I don't think so. The first? The first. So no one did thumbs up before them? Not for movie rankings. Oh, but just in general, I mean... Oh, yeah, I'm sure thumbs have been around since, like, cavemen. I know, that's yeah. what I... Yeah, yeah I but... Like, doesn't that mean, like, screw you or something, too? No, that's like, good job, thumbs up. There's no, no, I mean, wasn't it, like, 
some president got off and did that in some country where it means screw you? I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe if you anyone knows if thumbs up is an exp- is like obscene gesture in another country, let us know. We've been happy to. I was pretty sure it was. I don't think it is. I I think like uh, like this, the peace sign can mean fuck you, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah same thing. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so here, so I also watched. Sure, I caught up. I watched the Sherlock, the latest season of Sherlock. Oh yeah, I never. Yeah. Oh God. Never gosh, got into that. gosh darn it. Gosh darn it, that show is so good. It is so good. I recommend everyone watch it. The acting is great. The 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 everything is good. The direction, the editing, the costume design, the storyline. It's from, from beginning to end. It is just great. It is. How great. many seasons in is it? So it's three seasons, but there's only three episodes a season. What are they like? Two hours or something? So like an hour and a half, hour forty-five. Hmm. Yeah. I'm excited. Pretty soon here. Game of Thrones is coming back. I, you know what? I have that on a thing to talk about. George R. R. Martin today released Winds of Winter, a new chapter of the next book today. Oh, the next book. I don't. Know. I don't know if I want more books, but. Well, you I'm can't have the show it. without the book. Whatever. It should just be the show. I need the books. <laughs> I think we've talked about this on a previous episode. Um. I wish so... I could reference it now, so I could. Cross promote. Yeah, so to all of our other shows because if you want to hear that topic, we've done it. Yeah, we have talked about it. So also this week, I'm 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 holding off on the big the big the big reveal of the thing that's really got my goat. Yeah, the thing teenage, grinding your gears. Yeah, how about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer? I know. So yeah, I just saw the trailer today, but um. Well, it just it, came out. Sorry, it didn't look like it from the trailer. It looked like they had some sort of radioactive thing to make them turtles, but I heard they were going to make them aliens, and that would just ruin it, because that's messed up. Okay, so here is my, like, review of that trailer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is my review of the trailer. So it starts off, like, you know, in a world where things have gone bad. And, you know, they show, like, the tower falling off. Yeah, the, the I mean, building. it's all, like, the standard way good CG stuff. Yeah, but it's it's a it, it feels like it's it's like going to be a live action, um, very serious, uh, action movie, right? With an like maybe like Stallone or some whatever. Stallone's a terrible. He's old, but you know, <laughs> Vin Diesel. Um, I thought it just seemed like the beginning of a Batman movie. Right, and you're like, oh, this is. But you know, you're watching a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer, and then you're like. Then I'm like, okay, this is, like, really serious. Are they going to make this, like, really dark? Like, is this going to be a really dark Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? I could get behind that. I think I could get behind, like, a really dark Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. I thought that that's, I mean, that's what you took issue with. Well, this is my point. So dark except for, like, a couple of lines at the end. No, that's not true, because then as soon as it's dark, you hear in the background very subtle audio, like, like cowabunga, dude, or some like equivalent <laughs> of that, and then they have like a whole like you know scenes of like you know stupid like you know classic teenage mutant ninja turtle banter. With Barely. I mean, they just said like uh, heroes aren't born, they're made. Right. Okay. Was like, I, that was their. That's a good slogan, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is a good phrase. I like that. But you know, they do the whole thing where they flip the guy, and the turtle shell like hits the. The truck, the like, yeah, totally destroys the car, and then at the end he has that very funny line, and Megan Fox is in it. She's April O'Neil. 
And he's like, what? Don't worry. It's only a mask. It's only a mask. And he, like, takes off the, the little thing around yeah. his eyes. And, and, and then she faints or whatever. Yeah. Here's the thing. Teeny Ninja Turtles, they didn't have a costume, right? They didn't need the thing. The only reason why they had the thing was to identify them. Yeah, I know. Because it's like, they all look the same. Did they ever take those off, like, when they were down in the, the sewers? No, I don't think so. Right. Because they also had the armband, too. So maybe that might be the first time ever in history that the a mutant turtle was like without well, I'm sure it. the comic books or something. I never I read the comic books. Yeah. Um. So I, it, it, I felt that's what it was. It was very uneven to me. I think what it should have done is it should have started lighthearted, got serious, and finished lighthearted because it was just so serious at the beginning, and then it got all goofy at the end. And I was. Just I know. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I can get behind this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was saying I'd like them to do another one in the style of the ones from, like, the 90s or whatever, the live-action ones. I think those that would be cool. So here's... Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I think you got to go... You said they're horrible movies and I should rewatch them, and I'm going to rewatch them, but I thought the style was cool because it's, like, not good. I mean, like a Godzilla movie, you know, like old style. Do you remember, so the only thing I remember from any of the movies ever, and I think it was from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, when Shredder was like an infant or whatever, I don't know, and he was like a little little mouse guy, and he was like practicing karate when he was learning how to do stuff, and it was just like a little puppet going, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only that. scene I remember. They should totally have, none of the movies had like the brain, the guy, right? Mother brain? I mean, you know, the guy with the brain in his stomach or whatever. That was Mother Brain, right? Oh, yeah. The movies didn't have him, did they? No, Shredder. Shredder's the main the main dude. I know. They just have a movie with the brain guy because he was cool. I th- Here's the thing. I think Shredder is pretty badass as a, as a bad guy. So yeah. I, I want to see, see one of two things happen. I want to see a turtle die. Yeah. Or I want to see April O'Neil die. Well, why? What does that have to do with Shredder being cool? Because I want to see Shredder be badass. I want to see him do something so awful I that... I think a turtle should die before April dies. Why? Because the turtles aren't human? I don't know. No. I mean, that's deeper, but just because I'd rather have the continuing character of the hot chick. Oh. Well, here's the thing. If a turtle dies, you can always just grow another one, I guess. Yeah. Whereas you can't grow another April O'Neil. I mean, if you could grow a turtle, you probably could grow another person. I mean, they're both... You if you can still... make a mutant turtle, you might be able to make another person. <laughs> you think in our lifetime we'll see a mutant ninja turtle? No. For real? Uh, well, no. Do you think if there was like ability to to modify? Would creatures... it count if it's a robot? No, maybe. No, it wouldn't. It does have personality. Sure. If you could make a ninja out of any animal, I think turtles would be my last choice. Yeah, me too, probably. I mean, I would pick some sort of cat thing, probably. They seem well, the most ninja Well, you know what's interesting is that they've done Panda. You remember Kung Fu Panda? That's sort Oh, of yeah, like, the movie, yeah. Sort of like a ninja. Uh, kind of. What is the Kung Fu version of a ninja? They must have it. I mean, China was into that stuff. Yeah, I'm, I don't know what they're... I don't know. Like totally... Must have it. I don't know what it's called. Maybe they were just so secret, nobody knows. It's right, still so there. If you had to make a ninja... All right, let's just assume turtles are out the window, right? There's no more... 
There's no more... You can't make a ninja out of a turtle, but you have to make a ninja out of a mutant creature. Which mutant would you choose? Which creature, I mean. Yeah, I'm going with some sort of cat thing. Like a, I, I would want a big cat, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I didn't specify what... I mean, some sort of... Like a ninja cat. lion? They had those, uh... The shark thing cartoon with the sharks that fly jets, and they lick root beer and hot dogs. It was basically a total rip-off of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was like everything, like... Because, you know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were all about pizza. They're like, let's go back and get some pizza, like... All the time. That's all I ever talked about was eating pizza. I would and like to point out... I always talked about eating hot dogs. I would like to point out that Graham... Or maybe there are the cats. I, I would like know. to point out Graham is not Mother Brain. It's Kang. Krang. Oh, yeah, right. I knew it. I knew it. You didn't know it. He knew no, it. No, I mean, I knew it. it wasn't Mother Brain. What's Mother Brain? Was that Inspector Gadget? I've never heard of that. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't sound cool. Mother Brain. Uh, so, anyway, that's that's that. I, I Here's the thing. I'll rent it, maybe. Yeah, I would just download it, I guess. Yeah, you shouldn't say that on here. You mean you download it by paying for it and then download it. Or something like that. Yeah, right. So, uh, all right, here's the thing that's really got me fired up this week. Um, so, Oculus Rift. It's, it's this little uh, Facebook thing, huh? Yeah, Facebook buying Oculus Rift for $2 billion. Yeah, I mean... I'm, I think it's just, like, disappointing that Facebook is going to have it. I mean, what are they going to do with it? It seems, like, totally not their thing. Um, yes, I agree. I mean, there is... So, I think... So, I thought a lot about this. I, I, An Oculus Rift is the VR goggles, for people who might not know. They were the most anticipated, like, new virtual reality goggles that have super high resolution, and they're the first ones that have, like, total 360 immersion. Right. That, uh, affordable. Thank you for clarifying that. So here's kind of where I stand on this. I feel like Facebook kind of maybe sees the writing on the wall. They understand that, look, as a platform, Facebook is great. It will always have users, but it's never going to be the thing, always. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, stuff will come. Did you see that... Uh, I think it was College Humor about like um, the comment thread under the deer. That was uh, that was that was um, the onion. They were like essentially yeah, commenting on a. Oh deer yeah, video. The onion, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like you could totally do that. Like, there's so many commenting systems, you can make a social network anywhere. <laughs> right. So, I that's what I'm thinking. Like, Facebook like sort of understands their limitations with their platform. Their stock has seen a kind of not meteoric, but a very good growth in the last mm, six to eight months. Because that's like when they went public. Well, no, because they, they went public, it crashed a bunch, and then now it's slowly eked its way up. I think it's in the 60s. It started at like in the 40s and went down to 20 and then went up to 60, right? So they paid $2 billion, $400 million in cash, and the rest in stock. So $1.6 in, in stock. So they didn't have to outlay them. So I think what Facebook is doing, along, by the way, they purchased WhatsApp, yeah, the WhatsApp one was big, too. Right. And Instagram, not too long ago. And Instagram, right? And Instagram, by the way, one billion. Instagram uh, is... I think Instagram's more valuable. I know, but, and that's what I'm saying. So they only paid one billion for Instagram, and now it's two billion for Oculus. And now I don't know if how much was in stock for the Instagram, because it's possible now with the growth of that stock that the, the value of that company is a lot more. 
You know, the yeah. people who got the money, if it was stock. But, so, first off, they see the writing on the wall, they're like, what are we going to do? They're not in the hardware business. And by the way, Mark Zuckerberg, there's an odd, if you go to SoundCloud, you can listen to his internal meeting. Oh, really? Oh, but he, Facebook did almost put out a Facebook phone. They had prototypes, they just never released it. Yeah, so he had, they, the conference call where he spoke to employees is on SoundCloud. You can listen to what he had to say about what the, why they did the acquisition. Was it secret of, or did he release it? It was released, I don't know, it was just out there. Huh. And he says, we're not in the hardware business, but he envisions a world, uh, like a metaverse, effectively, yeah. where, where people do things in this virtual world where they shop, okay? It was called they, PlayStation Home, and they shut it down. And where they, oh, yeah, I know, right? Where they shop and where they, um, they see advertising. So the A word's already been thrown about. So people have already been freaking out about like what they're going to do with it. It's going to become some sort of e-commerce advertising platform. It sounds like that's one of the applications that they're really jazzed about. So I don't really care about that. And frankly, I don't really care that Facebook bought it for $2 billion. That doesn't even really bother me. I find What I find interesting is that Facebook did it. I find it yeah. also interesting that... The guy, Lucky, whatever his name is. What's his name? Lucky Parsons, or what's the guy? The inventor? Oh, the guy who... Wait, which one? The, the guy who... The, the spokesperson for Oculus. I forget his name. Oh, yeah, no, I don't know. I thought you meant the one... Because the other thing about it was uh, the guy from uh, um, Minecraft. Oh, Notch? Yeah. That's yeah. The, one, the other one with a weird name. <laughs> yeah, so he, he, so he was developing... He was against it or whatever. Well, he essentially canceled a Minecraft game for... The, for the device. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure other people did too, but he did it super publicly. Right. He just said, I don't like Facebook. I don't like it at all. I'm killing I'm killing my game. Yeah, I mean, oh. because really, like, you can't be sure that it's going to be around for whatever you develop for it. Or it's even going to be... It's not even, like, a game platform anymore. I think well, the other thing about them buying Oculus was that... Um, Oculus has the standard for, like, they made the, the standard for, like, interfacing with VR stuff that everything uses now. So, like, um, yeah, now they own that standard, basically, that all the other people use. And uh, Oculus also, like, took itself out of the virtual reality community thing. So then that standard's, like, questionably open also. Uh... So that's weird. Yeah, I mean that's there's a lot of weird stuff going on. I don't. But then the the kicker of it, it's probably one of the most like uh, prominent Kickstarter products, Oculus Rift. Yes. So this all things that have come out of Kickstarter, that's probably the most prominent. It's definitely the most successful. It it raised two point four million dollars or something like that. Yeah. It had nine thousand backers. Yeah, people who put all their money into getting like an awesome VR thing and making this happen, now they don't get any money and the company got, like, $2 billion. Right. So With also no guarantee that they're actually going to make the product anymore. And this is where... this is That's what I'm saying. I don't. I was leading into that, and then you went on this whole, like, what Ooh. about the standard? What about the standard? Still, and like, um, I stole your thunder. You didn't steal my thunder. I'm okay with the, the, them selling it. I'm okay with Facebook buying it. What they're going to do with it, that's up in the air. I may not be on board with what they... But frankly, I don't have a stake in this. I don't own one. I don't plan... I didn't know if I planned on owning one. 
But the... I almost bought the developer kit, actually. So, so I have a massive problem with Kickstarter. A huge, huge problem. It's it's becoming to me like I feel like anyone who invests in Kickstarter right now, and I'm sorry to listeners if you're an advent Kickstarter guy who puts in money to prod. I'm against it. I'm against Kickstarter. I think it is pro-business and not pro-backer. And to even call it being a backer is, I think, deceiving. But I think that the way, the counterpoint is that a lot of big companies who already have money are using it for publicity and measuring, like, customer involvement, whereas if you're a smaller thing and doing a small project and really need the money instead of just for publicity... You get the publicity plus the money. Right, and that's what I think is so stupid. I think any, like, there's no reason why Zach Braff, should, who already has funding for a film, should be going on to Kickstarter and being like, you love my movie, like, watch my movie. Um, like, <laughs> that's a good help, help me make my movie. Uh, you love my movie. Garden State was good, right? Like, he duped people into thinking that that this money was needed, or he like was struggling to get this financing, when that appeared not to be the case, and also appeared not to be the case for Oculus Rift, which apparently had significant rounds of venture capital funding prior to being in a Kickstarter program. So, yes, people do get month sometimes get certain incentives for participating. They get first like wave of product, or get maybe a discounted product at a um, for being a backer at a certain level or something like that. Yeah. But I just, I don't, I just don't, I just don't feel like it's, it's okay. I don't think it's okay at all. I don't think it's okay. I think but it's... So, but you're saying that in any case it's not okay. For the one where it's not a big company, and uh, for instance, if you were making a money clip and you were going to need <laughs> money to make it in a batch, so you needed like... $10,000 to be able to make like a hundred of them because making one of them wasn't practical like to do all the machining or something that you have to do then you could pre-sell it because you need all the money up front and then give people who bought it the first round a discount again I'm not saying that Kickstarter in and of itself is all bad I'm just saying <laughs> that's it, what you just said you hate no. it I do, I do hate like, it, but that doesn't mean it's all bad. I hate, you know what, I, I hate, sometimes I go to a restaurant and there's 17 dishes that I hate, but there's one that I like and I order that one. Yeah. So what I'm saying <laughs> here, I, I, dis, I dislike, you know, 80 to 90% of what Kickstarter is about and I like 10% of it. I think for the person who's making the money clip and who's like, doesn't have the money to start that process to get that product out there, Kickstarter is an excellent way for them to get some startup funds, some easy, quick cash to, to create and get margin on, on these things. But here's the thing. That's not what Zach Braff did. That's not yeah. what Oculus Rift did. And I feel like th this is a, a much larger like philosophical thing is that people, they like something, right? You, fresher, you like something. I like Carly. stuff. Yeah, I like stuff too, right? When someone comes to you and says... I know you like this, right? I already know I have all these people that like it, and I already know all these people over here are going to fund it, even despite, you know, without this over here, the liking. Why should I go and kind of pl ply or 
pry or touch, pull at people's heartstrings or their brain to say, give me money to help me make this when I know that there's like legitimate capital to be had or funding to be had without almost taking advantage of these... Because they want to take advantage of consumers. And that is the problem. That is my problem with Kickstarter. I think it's a flawed system. It's a completely flawed system. Now, having said that, having said that, I heard of a story this week that absolutely blew my mind. What, what is that story? So it was regarding some spaceship game. For, that oh, was, yeah. That spaceship was game story. Yeah, the space. Do you know what I'm talking about? You were there when, like, when this I, person talked. I this overheard, story. I believe. Yeah. So someone I don't know the name of the game, but apparently it's a a new quest or a new thing for this massively multiplayer online space MMO? space simulator MMO. Yes, right. Um, and they said, hey, if you back us for one thousand dollars, you will get the wor- the largest ship we've ever created in the in the universe. Yeah. So you give us a thousand bucks. Well, right now they could always make another one. Well, the, that's my point. But I was gonna get that was gonna be my final point. All right. But oh, sorry. Here, here, but here's the thing. I'm too insightful. I know you're so insightful. <laughs> so, so they said we're gonna make a hundred of these. Okay. To get the hundred, you have to drop a thousand dollars. Yeah. So this person, who by the way, it blew my mind that he was he did this. I mean, and the foresight. This kind of blew up in his face, like Peter North on some porn star, right in her face. <laughs> Like right there, right in his face. He got five of these at for five thousand dollars, okay? Which blows my mind. Like, why would you do this? But he said, yeah. No, Peter. It's a pretty big investment. It's a huge investment. He's like, No, Peter. I bought them because I knew there was only a hundred and I know the fan base is just insane for these ships, for these this thing. I flipped them. I got yeah. the codes and I flipped them between three are two and three thousand dollars each. Yeah, it's a pretty good profit. I mean, that is insane profit. Now, that is a one-off. That is a great story, and it took a lot of ingenuity and foresight by the person to say, "Hey, this. I know this game. I know the community of this game. I know what these ships have. I know these ships have intrinsic value to people who play this game. I know what is. I know the market for this stuff, and I'm going to take a chance. And I think I could at least recoup my value. Okay." He, he is a one-off success story on, on, a, on the backer side, okay? Yeah. But to your point, which I was going to make, there's not... I mean, luckily he sold them because there's nothing to say at the next wave when they want to make that next update, 100 new bigger ships. I know, right? You know? So the sucker in this case is the people who bought secondhand the spaceships, which to me yeah, now... Yeah, there's, there's always a sucker. I mean, that's how you make money, usually. I, right, right, like Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, so Who's a sucker in that, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> I still have my Bitcoins. You know, who is the sucker in that, China? I'm looking at you, China. China. Um, Did you hear they're going to start taxing them as uh, assets? Uh, it should be taxed as an asset. So that it's not going to be as a currency, though. It's going to be like like gold or, you know, as something like a physical thing. Yeah, I agree. It should be taxed as an asset. 100%. That's how they just changed it for in the U.S. So, um, yeah, so that... It gives it a lot more legitimacy, though. But, yeah. That's my feeling. I think Kickstarter is, is a piece of shit. 
And I, I think, think it has its place. I think I, it can be useful. But of course, it can also be, you know, it's a double-edged sword or whatever. You know. I think it's it's. I think I equate it to late night infomercials. Okay. Yeah, you but want, those work really buy, well. Again, you know who buys it? this? People who have weird insecurities, who are drunk, who are whatever. They really want that fucking food dehydrator. No yeah. money down? What? Okay. No, yeah, you've got to call the next 10 minutes. I know. Call the next 10 minutes. Is, this I is always like, wonder, do they actually... Could you just call, like, the next day and still get it? call any fucking time you want. It's always right. the next 10 minutes. Fair, right? Yeah. There's no I always deal. wondered how they did that. It doesn't matter, like, 100%. Here's how they did it. They fucking lied your face. That's how they did it. Because that commercial was airing at many different times, all the time. You think they had separate commercials that could only... I know, I always, like, thought how they would do the logistics for that. I mean, they wouldn't know when it airs, but... I'm sure this has been tried. But, People I mean, yeah, those consumers. Yeah, so, that, this is my point. There's a sucker who will do stupid shit at any point, at any point to, to, to kind of, like, get... They think they're doing something amazing, but they're not. Yeah. So, you're just upset because of that Kickstarter you invested in and didn't pay out. I've never, I've never invested in Kickstarter, nor will I ever invest in Kickstarter ever. Okay. I, I thought I, I can uh, rile you up a bit by accusing you. So of some I, lies. So I, I do want to do a little before we we're about at the time for our, our review, um, but I wanted to bring up this. I saw this great. We got, we got more topics. We do have more topics. So. One quick thing, James Franco. We talked about the Lindsay Lohan sex list. Yeah, I know. I... Yeah, James Franco, who, by the way, I was like, that was a good one. He got James Franco. She got James Franco. He came yeah. out now, and he's like, that's bullshit. He's like, that's bullshit. I never slept with her. He's like, yeah. she, she. he said she really wanted... Well, I read between the lines. It was like an interview on Howard Stern. Yeah. He was like, she really wanted me to, but I could see that she wasn't all there and, like, something was wrong with her, so I just, I just held off because, you know... She was a little off. Yeah. That was nice. He smelled the crazy, and he was like... But I'm I read... I perused that article as well, and uh, he was saying that they always, like, lie about stuff to each other, like, in public. Who? Like, he said some stuff about her in something that wasn't true, and then she says stuff about him that's not true. How very performance artist of them. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I perused the article, so... That was very LaBeoufian. But... I'll leave that go. No one yes. Also, the Wu-Tang album. One of them. Oh, yeah. The, the Wu-Tang album. Uh, I love this. Singular. Recorded in secret. Yeah. 32 tracks. And then they're not selling any albums anywhere. And they're going to just have view listening parties for into museums around the country. I okay. mean, how is that not, like, gonna get, like, out. Leaked? Yeah. Maybe they'll be digital only? I don't know. They didn't specify. They said there's only one album being made. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, it's kind of a cool idea, but... They, they're treating it as a piece of artwork, so they have, like, a famous artist crafting in stainless steel this, like, album cover. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. I could craft stuff in stainless steel. They think it's gonna rough... It's gonna sell for over $3 million. I wonder how that would, like, work comparatively to how much you'd make on making a bunch of CDs. Well, I think they're still going to sell the digital copies. There's just only going to be one album. Yeah, but, I mean... Yeah, the physical ones. 
Like, I wonder uh, if they'll probably make more off of this one than they would releasing it, because nobody buys them. Right, well, it doesn't, it's a it's a moot point, right? Because if it's available digitally, no one freaking buys CDs. That's anymore. what I mean. Yeah. But people would still release the album, maybe. What do you mean? Just like people, when they release albums, I'm pretty sure they still have CDs. True, yeah. So there's not going to be any CDs. That's why. But the way I, I, I they'll, they'll make more off of selling this one than they would have on making, selling all the CDs. Pro, you're saying if there was CD sales, would they make more with total CD sales, or would they make more with just one for three million? Yeah, I think the one is more. Uh, possible, but there's probably hefty margins on this one, or low margins because they had to hire an artist to like. To, to make the it's art... It's not that much, though. For the difference on $3 million, they didn't pay him a million dollars to do it. I don't know. This could be a famous artist. Sometimes commissioned work could be upwards of, like, six figures. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Um, but whatever. My point... Yeah, you, you may be right. You may not be right. I don't know. It's I don't an interesting know. proposal. It is an interesting proposal, but I guess my point is moot because people can still freaking buy the album digitally. So it's like, who gives a shit if there's only one <laughs> album made... They could like take a they could take a shit throw it in an envelope and say we're only making one of those. They'd probably sell it. Yeah, it probably wouldn't fetch a high price though. Maybe. Some people are into that. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> also, they'd have to sell it on like eBay or something though. Yeah, maybe if it looked like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that would probably uh, yeah Wu Tang shit envelope stain with Jesus. Um. <laughs> So I saw this other news article in the week this week that someone in Norway, uh, I guess they didn't really get into too many of the details, but it said they they tattooed, uh, I don't know if I, maybe we could get the image up, but they tattooed a McDonald's receipt yeah. on, on his forearm. That was a, I guess he lost a bet. Apparently he was bad with the ladies. I, this might be like a bros versus hoes kind of I thing. I thought it was like that he was... Too good with the ladies, and but like that means too good with the ladies means like does that mean like he's like a loser, or does that mean like he's really good with the ladies, or does that mean he treats them badly? I didn't really understand what that meant. I, I don't know. I guess it didn't go. On. I assumed that it just meant that he got lots of chicks. Okay, so I read it as he mistreats women, but you're right. A McDonald's, uh, it makes more sense with you. Um, <laughs> having a McDonald's receipt on his forearm probably would be a turnoff. Now yeah, he says. It says in the article, uh, his friend wanted to punish him for being too active with the ladies. Got it. Got it. So I was not so much shocked that he got the um, the tattoo on his arm. Like that didn't even shock me that much. What did shock me, Mr. Fresher, yeah. was the fact that the cheeseburger cost like thirty thirty five hundred or whatever kroner or whatever, which yeah. equates to like five US dollars. A cheeseburger in Norway from McDonald's costs five bucks. That, my friend, is the shocker. It's a dollar here, dollar menu. I know, that is that is pretty a lot. And you did your independent research to find out the conversion rate too, right? I did, I did. I, did. I went to Google <laughs> Currency Converter and I typed in the, the receipt number. You and didn't also, just say, okay, Google, <laughs> no, how I many did not. dollars is 36 kroner? Hey, I want to see if that works. It's actually one... Uh, I I'm forget. doing it. One dollar is point one seven kroner. Okay, Google. How many dollars is thirty six kroner? Thirty six Danish kroner equals six United States dollars and sixty three cents. Okay, so that was Danish. This was Norwegian. Ah, oh, damn it! But that was still was six bucks, so my math held up. Anyway, yeah. And I'm um, impressed that uh, Google now could do that. That was. 
Excellent. So, so um, also, on that menu was something called a happy cheese. Oh, yeah, also, like, endless fries or something, too. Yeah, what the Are... fuck is a happy cheese? I know. Their menu sounds way cooler. What? <laughs> Did you also see that he's going to get the receipt for the tattoo place on his other arm? No, I didn't. I didn't. What is it, Burger King on his right arm? No, no I mean, like, it's from the, the how much he paid for the tattoo. Oh, no, I didn't see. That's funny. That is funny. Because uh, McDonald's, like, contacted them about, like, the advertising of it, and so the um, tattoo place wanted to advertise, too. You've that seen is... that guy. It was also in the related article. I saw it a while back, but uh, he got all the porn the porn websites tattooed <laughs> on his face, and he changed his name to, like, uh, some, like Pornhub.com is, like, his legal name. <laughs> but, like, he did it all because he got, like, some money from them, and it's, like, to pay for his kids and stuff. But it's ridiculous. You can make a couple thousand dollars, like, more than, like, a permanent face tattoo for a porn site and changing your name. Right, and, I, and, and like, but here's the thing. Porn sites are probably the only websites that would be willing to pay for face tattoo advertisements. <laughs> or, or, yeah, or, right. or gambling, right? A gambling site. I don't um, know. I might, uh, we could maybe get someone to get a fresher and parlance face tattoo. I'd pay for that. How much would you pay? Because you could throw it out there right now. How much are you willing to I drop down? I'd have to go $200. I don't even think you could get the tattoo for that much. How about you just pay for the tattoo? I don't know. Take more know. than that. So I did promise... $200. All right, I, I will put in 100 All right, $300. But that has to cover the getting the tattoo, too. Yeah, what, and we got to choose what the tattoo says. No, I mean, it just says... Well, yeah, freshandparlance.com is what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, so, it's out there. People oh, no! Can... Hashtag fap time! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, also, uh, I wanted, my friend, he's like, promote my podcast, which I felt was like, alright, dude, come on. But I, I will bring it there, there, uh, they had their podcast today, and they revealed a big secret to... Oh my gosh, what's the Cap secret? The, the Captain America movie. Yeah. Like, a big secret. What, can you say it? Is I'm, it not gonna say, no, I'm not going to say it. No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I refuse Oh, my gosh. I need to know. It's a, massive, it's a massive spoiler alert, and it was... It's massive. Okay? Yeah, so I'm not going to spoil it. I refuse to spoil it. Uh, but if you want it spoiled, you could go listen to the Prodigal Sons podcast, which came out today. So how do you get to it? That's a good question. Just look up Prodigal Sons podcast on, uh, on Stitcher or... Is Sound? it uh, prodigalsons.com? No. Uh, maybe. Prodigalsonspodcast.com, I think. Yeah. Or uh, which, which podcast service is it on? Pro it's on all of them, iTunes, but it's prodigalsonpodcast.com is, the, is their website. Uh, Prodigal Sons, Prodigal Sons, Prodigal Sons. Yeah, that's... I don't... Why? I don't... That's it. No more. We should not promote it anymore, but we did it. <laughs> um, if you want to see a, a spoiler for the, the latest um, movie that's coming out in a week, Yeah. then by all means, listen to it. It's an okay podcast. They're my friends. I like them very much. I listen to them much like people who we are friends with listen to us. It's like being in a bar with a couple beers listening to uh, you know, their buddies rant. So I enjoy it. 
at one point I will go on as a guest host. Uh, but I know we need to set up guests still, as we've yeah. talked about like a billion times. But well, but, well, Jared, who was saying, who's on, the, he was like, you got to get me on this. He was trying to get onto the show, but I couldn't do it. We have to have an agenda. You can't just pop on. I know, I know. We're not, like that. That, we're not that willy-nilly. Yeah, we're not that willy-nilly. So, okay, I think it's time for our review roulette. Yeah, it is time for our review roulette. Oh, snap. That was you, not me. That was me. I clicked that's, on the link. So, uh, everyone, what the review roulette is every week, Fresher and Parlance, that's me, Parlance, that's Fresher over there. We, we randomly select a movie from the Netflix catalog, uh, and then review it the following week. We we then choose a, a movie um, the next week so that you could then watch the movie and and review it with us or essentially listen and, uh, to it. Talk about it with us. Talk about it with us. So last week we selected the documentary MIT. Yes, MIT. About MIT. MIT Romney. And this is by far, I would say, the most contemporaneous. Wow, right? that's a good word. Contemporaneous. Uh, and uh, and most relevant documentary or film that we've watched in the entire of our all of our review roulettes so far this year. Yeah, I mean it's definitely like the most new. That's contemporaneous, isn't that what that means? Probably. So it's also our first documentary we reviewed. Yeah. Uh, so let's I wasn't get right... into the documentaryness of it. Personally. Okay, so let, let's let's just get right into it. What did you think of the film? I don't know. So my uh, overall take, actually, I didn't. I don't know that much about Mitt Romney in general. I didn't really have a preconception or anything. I didn't really pay attention to the whole president stuff at the time. Just mostly like uh, the, when he like was talking about, you know, not having stuff for poor people or whatever, and then he got a bunch of stuff for that, which they talked about in the movie too. But uh, I think. In the movie, he seems like the dad from Modern Family. He strikes me as a very similar character. Okay. First off, <laughs> but I don't you... know. Like that's purely off of 100% the character that he is in this in this documentary. Uh, okay, so I don't see it. You dropped this bomb saying, on me. Yeah. Yeah, you dropped this bomb on me earlier, and I was just like, "Blah, what?" <laughs> you know, like why? That's it's not like that because. Phil Humphy, or whatever his name is, whatever the oh, hell. Yeah, yeah, this is what it is. Phil Dumphy. He is a good-hearted, warm-hearted, non-Mormon, non-politician, harmless dude. Yeah. My I'm... feeling is Mitt Romney, though maybe warm-hearted and a family man, will pretty much gouge your eyeballs out for $100. Huh. I feel like yeah. there's a... I didn't I... get that from the movie, whether or not it's true in real life. Well, okay, right, because there was a couple moments where his true colors came out, and like, he was talking was about, that? yeah, he was, I don't know, they were just in the middle of something, and he's just like, God, I remember this time we bought out this company, and I forget the name of it, like, you know, medical pharmaceutical company X, and all I could think about all night was how is this company going to make money? How is this company going to make money? How is it going to make money? What are we going to do? How are we going to survive? How is oh, this... yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it's still small. The small business thing, like he talked about in the middle, which was his whole platform, I guess, like, you know, they're just thinking they're hurting the big companies, but it's like the small business person who can't get by or whatever. Right, and then he does the calculation on the tax. He's like, it's 65%. 
And I'm like, dude, okay, you're including, first off, he included every everything. Everything, yeah. including gas tax, okay? Yeah, of course if you start adding gas tax and, like, you know, diaper disposal fees and engine fees and license tabs, tabs, tags, or whatever the fuck for your car, yeah, you're going to be paying a lot in taxes. I get it, Mitt, but that's not what you're in charge of as a federal government. Half of those things were state taxes, asshole. And you were also in front of, and you were in Massachusetts. Why don't we talk to the people in Massachusetts who, who were probably paying the exact same shit when you were governor there? Why don't you lower taxes there? Why don't you lower your fucking state tax, your sale tax, your gas tax, and all that? That was only like five minutes of the movie, though, that he talked about it. Well, okay, look. I'm getting ahead of myself. Way ahead of myself. <laughs> because I didn't even get my, my feelings about the movie. I actually thought the documentary was very good. It was completely huh. one-sided. 100% one-sided. The so one-sided, I mean, yeah. Well, it, it showed... So here's the thing. I like my primary documentary stuff to be War Room-esque. So I don't know if you know this, but there's been two quintessential election documentaries made. One called Primary, which yeah. followed, like, you know, I think it was um, JFK. Then there was another one called The War Room, which followed Clinton and James Carville and that whole team. And then now there's this. And there was another uh, George W. Bush one. But there's, it's been a tradition for documentary filmmakers to follow candidates around and turn that into a documentary. However, yeah. those documentaries followed the strategy and all of the things around running for president and how they became president. In this case, it was no strategy. Yeah, there it wasn't was no really strategy. about the president stuff at all. It was just about him. It was all about him and his family and his fucking 30,000 grandkids. His, <laughs> I know, yeah. His, they all run up all the time. Yeah, he's like, I know. It's like, I can't, there was probably about 10 minutes in the movie where it's him just hugging kids, running up to him. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Sammy. Hey, Philly. Hey, Forrest. Hey, Baker. Hey, Samantha. It's just it's like impressive that. to remember the names there. I just made those names up. That, but it's I know. No, I mean, for him. That's my point. I mean, at the very least, he could have been president based alone on being able to remember his 30 fucking grandkids and his 20 fucking uh, kids and their wives, right? Yeah. So I did not. I do not support Mitt Romney's politics, okay? I was not a fan of his politics. I, I wouldn't vote for him now or later. Um, but in this film, he came off as a normal human, which was nice because in the... The way the, the the way he came off was very robotic, very in, you know outside of the um, you know the I'm sorry inside what we saw as as just people who are going to vote for people. What yeah. we saw of him, he came off as very stiff, robotic, corporate, all that shit. And then you watch Mitt, and you're like, oh, he has you know he's super nice. His wife is he's he have a very caring relationship. Um, you could see him the way he talks to his family, the way he includes his family. Um, it was great, right? Because he's Mormon. But what also, like, there was a lot of talk that said that in the, there was, like, this a lot of things that were going on in that election. They called it the echo chamber in the sense that right-wing, server right-wing radio, Carl Rove, who's, I don't know if you know who he is, but whatever, that they were self-feeding on each other. They were saying polls, they were saying polls weren't right. They honestly believed that they were going to win this election, okay? Yeah. That, that I mean, was, it was pretty close and stuff, right? No, it wasn't close. They lost. They lost big time. So all every state that got, they had a chance, they lost. They never, they never came close. But my point is, is that the the they didn't touch on that at all in this film, at all. So it it was kind of disappointing to me to just kind of see this. But, but what I did like, 
So after the first debate, which he won, he for sure won. Yeah. He, Mitt Romney. Oh, yeah, I liked in the debates in general just how they showed the actual coverage of the debate, but they had, like, the background camera of them walking off the stage. The timing was kind of cool. You know it what was, I mean? Yeah, and also, it's, well, let me just finish this up. He wins the debate, okay? He comes in, and, you know, his family's there, blah, blah, blah. Way to go, way to go, Mitt. You did a great job. And... um. He comes in, and, he's, and they're like, you won. You won the debate. And he's like, yeah, but so what? He's like, I may have won the debate, but guess what? The precedent has been set. W. Bush lost his first debate. H.W. Uh, Bush lost his debate when, in the midterm. Um, <clears throat> Bill Clinton lost his debate to the competitor in the midterm. He's like, precedent is out there. He's like, people lose midterm debate, the first one, all the time because they didn't prep for it. They thought they, they're president. They have bigger fish to fry because they're freaking yeah. presidents. You know, so like he, the way he came out, he was super pragmatic. And then um, there was another time, and this was during actually going back to the primary season for the the election. He didn't even make it at the, the very beginning, right? In the presidency, for the first, he was running for primary in the Republican Party, and McC the the one where McCain got the nomination for the Republican Party. Yeah, and he was, and he he was at that point the right wing was was making him they were, made him be perceived as a flipper. A flip oh, yeah. Right? He like and he he said, all people see me as is a flipper Mormon. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm not changing my Mormonism, so we got to change this flipper thing. Yeah. And then he said something that absolutely blew my mind. He said, it's like saying Dan Quayle's smart, or whatever, is dumb, and Joe Ford is, a, is like, clumsy. Yeah. He's like, He's like, I'm perceived as a flipper. I'm a flawed candidate. And I don't even think I should be running because I can't get away from my perception. Yeah. And I just thought that that was such a insightful, thoughtful thing he could say about himself to understand that, like, the situation that he's in right now is not a good one. And, like, he may never get that stank off him. Well, that, I mean, I feel like the whole movie was just about, like, how he didn't really want to do it, and, like, he just thought it was a good opportunity. And, like, that's how it started out, with him, like, losing or whatever, and then his son's all, like, yeah, I mean, it's better that we didn't win anyways. And even at the very end, when, like, they show, you know, he's like, well, I guess it's time to write a concession speech, he totally didn't seem, like, that bummed about it. Well, here's the thing. Well, two things. One is, in the beginning of that film... When he loses the primary, he's, he's like, I can't believe that I lost. I can't believe I lost this thing. He's like, they just went for the same old, same old every time, every time. And whoever was next in line gets the nomination. And then his son, Tag, by the way, which is a fucking stupid name, Tag. <laughs> he never even caught the name. Yeah, he's like, Tag's like, I guess that means you're next in line for the, you know, the next election. And then they it cuts to, to Mitt Romney, and he's just like, cut to four years later and he's the fucking nominee. So, yeah. like, I, I, it, it's... It, I don't know. It, there was just some moments where you... Oh, also in that first... That first... Uh, not, that first, what do you call it, debate, they had the sheets of paper that he wrote on. Um, yeah. He had the sheets of paper that he wrote on, and then they're, they're like, what, what did you... Did you write on? What am I seeing there? And he drew a little sun, okay? And yeah. And and then he wrote dad. Oh yeah, his little explanation of the thing. 
And and it just came off as like that like this guy's like legit. He I always thought I'm writing the coattails of my father. He just flat out said in this film like cuz first off there was like Romney shit for his his father was governor or whatever of of Detroit or not Detroit, Michigan. I think he did yeah. have a failed run for presidency. I mean, he wasn't the nomination, but I think he ran and he didn't get it. Um, like the nomination for the Republican Party. But he he was legitimately like like he wasn't just writing the coattails of his father. He appreciated what his father did for him. So it wasn't like I always like think about it as like he was a privileged white kid who just had everything served to him on a platter, and the legacy for him to make a shit ton of money at Bain Capital. And to run for pre- to be governor and president was already pre-aligned for him. Okay, yeah. and I felt like he took advantage of that, right? In my mind, in my mind, this is me, not anything else, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I felt like if you're a rich white privileged son of a governor and CEO of a company, because the father was CEO of like Ford Motor Company. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Really, CEO of Ford. Yeah. So I was like, this fucker just is such a privileged bitch that he doesn't he takes it all for granted. And just to see the true feelings that Mitt didn't take it for granted. He didn't take it for granted. He was super appreciative of everything yeah. that his father did. And he mentioned, he's like, my father was born in Mexico in some sort of fucking crazy Mormon enclave, that, which they didn't mention that. Yeah. Um, he was born in Mexico. He moved, to the, he moved to the States, never had a college degree, worked his way up the ranks, got to CEO, got to governor. He's like, he does this thing. He's like, my father was like here. He started way down, you know, way down. He like goes way down. He's like way up here. I yeah. started right here, and I get to go to here. He's like, this is an amazing thing, and I'm not the real deal. He's like, I'm not the real deal. My father was the real deal, and I yeah. thought that that was a great. I felt like that was the Mitt Romney we needed to hear. In all of, the, I still wanted to vote for the fucker, but that <laughs> was the that was the Mitt Romney we needed to hear in the in the primary in the season for the election. We never got this. We got the sense of I'm a privileged white guy. He fucking says shit. I mean, he was a privileged white guy, and that was. But he then the video comes out. And he's like, you know, there's 53% takers and 40% makers, and we gotta get rid of the takers. Like he, yeah. he, he just did that shit. He just shot himself in the foot. He could have been more populist, and he didn't do shit. I don't, um, I don't think it would have helped. I don't think it would have helped either because he he's like he has he he was a total flip flopper. Obamacare. I, mean, I feel like, but regardless of like who it is or whatever, you just have to say the stuff to get people to do what you want. Like you can't actually. Someone who's like real is probably not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's it's the same thing. It's back to your uh, Kickstarter thing. I mean, like, that. you know, it's just you're getting people's money because you're tricking them. That's how you right. win. Wait, and that I, you know, I guarantee you, he had no idea there was a camera in there. The, that room of was just full of rich white people. Yeah. Right. Makers, the the makers, right? Yeah, Not the yeah. Makers. And he just went in there and he was just like, I need fucking money from these people because I'm running for president. And he's like, uh. What? Yeah. Like this is what they want to hear. Yeah, this is what they want to hear. Look at, hey, rich guys, I love you. I'm lowering your taxes. Fuck those other motherfuckers because, you know, that's. <laughs> That's what I would have done, and that's what you would have done, and that's what he did, probably, most likely. Yeah. And and that's the issue. You have the mitt, that's you have the two mitts, the tail of two mitts, right? The tail of two middies, as we oh. like to say. Hey. Um you have the mitt in 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 personal life, which is likable and enjoyable, and you know, listening to by the way, there was an irony here. 
they were listening to an NPR podcast, okay? Yeah. In one of the debates, I'm fairly certain he wanted to abolish funding to NPR. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. So, like, what a fucking hypocrite. He's like, <laughs> he, with his family, they're eating dinner, they're all listening and laughing to a fucking American Li- This American Life NPR podcast that yeah. he gets out there the ne- probably right after he ate that, and he's like, fucking NPR, we're cutting that shit, that's a government subsidy. That is, we're getting that off. <laughs> yeah, so, I was wondering, like, what kind of camera did they shoot it on? Because that was a pretty crappy camera. Even for four years ago standards. You thought it was they had good? a lot of, like, shaky cam. I wondered if they, like, edited that in later. No, I think it was I mean, just... I guess like... it's documentary style. Also, I would not want to edit all of that footage together. That would take forever. Right, I agree. Okay. That would suck. All right, so I, th- you could clearly say that this film was shot okay, and there was a lot of stylistic choices. Some instances, they used real footage. Some instances, it was a camera shooting the TV. Yeah, I, mostly it was the camera on the TV for any of the, you know, like, real the debates and stuff. Yeah, which I thought was a very curious choice. I mean, it makes it just seem like, you know, it's not their footage, you know? Yeah. It's, like, more, like, personal, like... And that's probably why they picked the camera, too. It seemed like they could have shot the whole thing on a phone. Right. I agree. It felt that way. So, uh, so obviously, this was a great documentary because we're not talking about anything but, like, the content, which is really what a documentary... You should be talking about the content, right? The, the, the Kind of the perception of these, of these people. There was two key moments here. Um, we're running way over, but we have to talk about them. One is... Do you remember... The, the, not the binders full of women, which was, by the way, off... They didn't have that in this. I thought for sure oh, that was that? in it. That was Romney. He said, I have binders full of women. Oh. That wasn't in here. Um, yeah. He... Remember, th- there was... With Candy Crawley, he was the, the, the heavy CNN... During the CNN debate, when he starts talking about terror, and Obama... That was like oh, a main... Yeah, the Benghazi thing or whatever. Yeah, the Benghazi thing. That moment, I really wanted to see the reaction to the family, and... Interestingly enough, one of his sons, the blonde son that had the like, are you my the one that was said, I'm talking to you as a media person or as like my friend kind of thing. Oh yeah, and then he like said like, I just hope like you know it's not cool or whatever. Yeah. So that guy, when that happened, they cut to him in the back room watching the debate, and there was like, who prepped him on that? That is so wrong. That was wrong. He oh was yeah. Misinformed. Essentially saying his dad made a mistake. And as soon as Mick comes back and he's like, oh fuck. Yeah. shit. His son was like, oh, Dad, you did great. You were right on. Everything you said was perfect. Everything you said was perfect. I was like, you're such a fucking Romney asshole. And, and then, then right after that, they were talking about that, like, shuttle bay thing or something. I didn't get... It was like an inside argument, and they're like, well, I beat him at the debate or something. But it was, like, right after that. Uh, you talking about which, the shuttle bay? Yeah, they were talking about where the shuttle was or something like that. Oh, that's the light meter. I think that's where they were talking about the like meter, the shuttle. You're like essentially shuttling it. Do I like it? Do I not like it? Do I like it? Do I not like it? Um, then the other last point, I think this is going to wrap it up, is the, the at the very end of the movie, okay, yeah. when it, we're at election night, I was really waiting for that part because I really wanted to see what happened. They, they cut out all the parts where they thought they were going to win, and they just started it about three-quarters through where Romney knew his shit was toast. Uh, right? Yeah. And I wanted to see like him starting exuberant. I wanted to see him doing all this stuff, and th- there was none of that. It was already just like, oh, shit, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. 
And then I was watching, I don't know if you remember this, but Carl Rove had a shitstorm on air on Fox News that night. Yeah, I don't know if no, you remember I, this. He, had a, he just went bonkers, like, Ohio's called, it's not called, there's all these suburban votes still to come in, and they're all Romney, they're all Romney, this is bullshit, Ohio's not called. And um, they, the people come in, that's when he's like, I need to write a concession speech. And I don't know if you remember it, but then another guy, like the only political guy you've seen in the whole movie comes in, he's like, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Do you remember that? The guy's like, hold on, Carl says something's not right in, in, in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. So that's when they said Carl says there's something wrong in Ohio, that's when Carl Rove was on Fox News going batshit about how it shouldn't have been called yet because of all the suburban votes. So we yeah. only got to see one minuscule, small amount of, 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 the, of the, the, the perspective of the, the you know, insider stuff, like the, the conservative kind of political machine. Yeah, it wasn't really much about the political stuff at all. Yeah, it was just about Mitt. And um, and then, you know, it turns out Carl Rove is just fucking batty and completely wrong. Um, and then he has to give his concession speech. And I love the idea when they're talking about the concession speech and they're talking about how um, that, you know, like, should I get, should I just stick it to him? Should I just, like, say, well, I don't give a shit. I'm, what the fuck? You know, like, I lost. Should I just stick it to him? Um, someone was like, Romney did predict Russia would invade Ukraine, though. He didn't predict. He didn't predict shit. First off, when Bush was president, FYI, uh, Putin also did some shady shit. So let's be clear: Putin's an asshole. It didn't yeah. take a fucking genius to know that Putin was an asshole, right? So I don't give Romney any credit on that. Putin's an asshole. Um, so the my um, so anyway, at, back on topic. The, where they're talking about the concession speech, he's like, i got to stick it to him, stick it to him. And then he's like, okay, I give my speech, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, P.S. I don't want no fucking secure... I don't want any social, uh, so, uh, secret service around me anymore. This shit is over. This shit is over. And then I, I didn't get that. What was up with that? I don't know. It was like, i gotta take my, I got to take my anger out on someone, so I'm going to take it out on the secret service people, I guess. Yeah, that was said, like, it's embarrassing or something like that. Yeah, it's embarrassing. And then... So at the very end of the movie, he gets dropped off by a Secret Service. Like, it was a pleasure, sir. Thank you. And he was very courteous or whatever. Yeah. And he walks in his house. And they're just sitting in the room. And they just sit down in the room. And they, he's looking out the window in his fucking 18-car garage mansion overlooking, like, a beautiful, like, bay window overlooking this amazing view. I didn't the house. Look, it didn't look that nice. Dude, it, that, was, that was his compound. Do you understand? Every house on that thing was his. I know, well, they didn't look that nice. It also, I mean, had, they, it also had a nine-car garage. Did you notice that? Yeah, but it wasn't cool looking. It just looked like a regular house. No. Just big. That's my, what are you talking about? It had, it, it, first off, I'm not going to argue this. It was a rich white guy's house, okay? Secondly, that wasn't what I was getting at. It was a giant house with nine-car nine garage. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I had a lot of garages. Yeah. And... Um, like, they said that he had the garage elevator, and it was because of his wife's MS. Yeah, which is fine, but it looked like it was the, the garage... I don't understand the garage elevator, because it was, like, level with the... the yeah, I don't... I, like, that's the only thing I thought of with that garage thing. Like, where's the elevator? Yes, exactly. Because I didn't know that until they said that in the movie, either. Maybe he had a... Maybe when they mean um, elevator, they just meant a people mover to, like, go through all nine... <laughs> that, would be, that would be awesome. I would totally have that. Um, so, and then at the end, he just sits there on the couch, he just sits down, crosses legs, looks out the windows, wife 
sits to his left, and they're like, it's kind of like, I don't know, there's this movie called Kids. I don't know if you, have you ever seen the movie Kids? No, I've heard of it. So at the end of the movie Kids, it's essentially these, it's a fucked up movie. It's like teenagers who are drugged out of their mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's and they do a, they, they, it's, they're just, they do a bunch of crazy shit, they, and then at the end of the movie, they don't remember anything, and the kid wakes up, and he's like, what the fuck just happened? Right? I feel like yeah. that was the Mitt Romney version of that. He looks at his wife, and he's like, what the fuck just happened? And then that's like, <laughs> roll credits. All right. Well, <laughs> well we've got to give her a rating. Two more points that I had. He was always picking up garbage. They had so many scenes of him like, let's all this garbage around here, and he picks it up and throws it away, which I thought was weird. And I thought it was really long. It wasn't into how long it was. Insightful. T- it's, you're right. He fucking was picking up trash all the time. And also, I was really disappointed that the inside of his jet just had regular seats in it. They should have had like some room layout thing. That's way cooler on private jets. Uh, I don't know if that was a private jet or a leased jet. I'm not it sure. It doesn't matter. I mean, you're paying a lot of money. Get rooms in it. And and it was really poorly decorated, too. Yeah, I thought that... Just like his house. <laughs> hey oh. Uh, all right. Well, what's uh, your rating? What do you give for this? I'm giving it a 7. 7? Yeah. I'm giving it a 4. It's fine. It's so fine. that's a 6, I guess? Or 5.5? Yeah. All right, so are we going to do another uh, fresh? Are we going to get another uh, Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, we should do a Rotten Tomato. Rotten Tomato Fresh. All right, let's do it. Doing it. I got one. All right, what did you get? Old school. Uh, Old school? That's not a classic. No, no, it's just an old movie. It's from 1963. (laughs) Uh, Charade? Cary Grant stars as Peter, who uh, Wait, may or may not be a film flam man. Oh, flim, flim flam. Flim flam man who aids the recent widowed Regina in her mansion to recover a fortune hidden by her late husband. Wait, but what's three the sinister name? crooks who will stop at nothing also covet the loot. Wait, what's the name of it? Uh, I guess Charade, right? Oh, Charade! Charade's a great movie! Yeah, it seems cool. No, I've seen it. I own it. It's a great movie. Then we shouldn't watch that one. (laughs) Okay, it's a great movie. Yeah, no, I mean, it seems alright. It's it's very, very good. Very good. Charade is a great movie. It's Uh, 4.0 Netflix rating. 91% fresh tomato. I I could pretty much review it right now, okay, but I'm not going to. That's why we're not doing it. What's yours? I got I Sell the Dead. I Sell the Debt? Yeah, I Sell the Dead, D-E-A-D. Huh. A 19th century grave robber, Arthur Blake, faces the guillotine. He confesses his sins to a priest, revealing a life filled with unearthly hijinks in this macabre... Is that how you say it? Macabre? Macabre? Macabre comedy starring Dominic Moynihan as the doom digger and Ron Perlman as the cleric. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, that sounds right. We're not going to do mine, so... Yeah, 85%, um, 85 minutes. It's a quickie. So do, just so you know, Dominic Moynihan is the the uh, one of the Hobbit friends in, in Lord of the Rings. Oh, really? So, Wait, what year is the movie? 2006. Oh. So, cool. Wait, 2006? Yeah, Dominic Moynihan. He also has a great show on BBC America where he goes 
to places around the world and tries to find poisonous things. It's pretty good. What? That's um, a weird top like thing to do, but that sounds cool. It's a great show. It just started. The new season, the second season just started. And then Ron Perlman is also in it. And Ron Perlman, as you know, is um uh who's the that spawn, the red headed dude with the comic book? He beats he's like one big hand. I don't know who that he's, is. You know who I'm talking he's a it's a comic book movie. Hellboy. He plays Hellboy. Oh Hellboy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um... Big red man. Alright, there you go. Uh, he's big and red, right? So, wait, what's it called? I Sell the Dead. I Sell the Dead. Alright. We're gonna tweet it. <laughs> but not right now. <laughs> so, uh, anything else before we sign off? I think that's it. This is a good show. Good show, guys. I mean, Peter, only. <laughs> good show. Fresher. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's about it. Signing off, everyone. That thank you for watching. Signing off, this is Roger. And this is Parlance, and have a great weekend. Woo! Woo!